I've been all over the planet doing this kind of work and I love it. I think a lot of times we get distracted. It's easy to be thinking about what's about to happen. Life is not super calm waters. A lot of times the waves are choppy and it seems like you're going to drown, but my sink or swim mentality is let's keep on paddling because I haven't sunk and I don't think you will either. We're going to get through it. You found Wolfpack Career Chats, and this is Marcy Bullock from the Career Development Center at North Carolina State University. I'm the creator of the podcast. Welcome to season four. This season, we'll focus on versions of you, who you were, who you are, and who you will be, and we'll have exciting guests explore their journey. We're all still cooking friends, so no one put a fork in us yet. Enjoy this episode. Alrighty, welcome to Pack Career Chats. My name is Sid Castles. I'm an undergraduate student double majoring in sociology and political science, and I will be your host today. And today I'm joined by Marcy Bullock. Marcy, would you like to give a little intro and a little background on yourself? Yes, Sid, it's great to be with you today. And thanks for inviting me. This is super fun because as some of our listeners know, I'm usually the one asking the questions. And this is really the first time that someone said, can I interview you? So I'm super flattered. A little bit about my background is I've worked at NC State as Director of Professional Development. Before that, I was Career Services Director in the College of Ag and Life Sciences. And then I came from the West Coast, where I also did this kind of work at the University of California, San Diego. A little bit of time at the University of Queensland in Brisbane. So as you can tell, that's in Australia. I've been all over the planet doing this kind of work and I love it. All righty. And I wanted to ask just to follow that up. Can you give us also a little bit of educational background on yourself? Yes. So degree-wise, I studied sociology and communication as an undergraduate. So power to the humanities and social sciences. And then for graduate school, I studied counseling. So I was really interested in working in higher education, basically wanted to be a student for my whole life. And I said, how can I be paid to stay at the university? And I found a way to do that. (laughs) So what is it specifically that you do at the Career Development Center? Because you said you were the director of professional development, but what does that job actually entail in and of itself? I know I'm always pinching myself going, I can't believe someone pays me to do this because it really is something that lights me up. So how we met, of course, is through the Career Ambassador Program. So that is one of the programs that is within the professional development team. So I really enjoy the opportunity to mentor wonderful future leaders like yourself. I also teach some other classes, including women in the workforce, which I'm super passionate about, getting women to advocate for themselves and get what they're worth. I teach adulting to seniors. That's all about the transition to the quote unquote real world and figuring out things that maybe when you're a student, you don't know, such as how much your parents pay for co-pays when you go to the doctor, all of that reality. And then I also teach career exploration, helping students just decide what they want to be when they grow up. And then the newest class as a result of the pandemic is practicing happiness. So in addition to teaching, I'm doing a lot of collaborative efforts on campus, working to help other parts of our university work together to transition students to the working world successfully. That sounds amazing. I especially am interested in taking your adulting class when I personally am a senior because knowing that kind of stuff, those things you don't know when you're younger is super important going into adult life because as a person who recently has started scheduling doctor's appointments and realizing that sometimes insurance doesn't cover what you need it to cover and all that, that is super important to know. 
I know. I'm so glad you want to take it. And it is one of those things that's so eye-opening. Students just a lot of times if their parents are taking care of their cell phone bill, they don't realize the impact of that. They don't realize that 30% of their income will go to Uncle Sam. So there's a lot of interesting things that we talk about. We bring in a ton of alums just to tell their story too, which is really fun. All right. So piggybacking off of what you do now, what was your first job before you started at this position? Yeah, very first job will be going back to when I was in high school. Let's see, undergrad, I went to Redlands High School. Then I worked at University of Redlands. So I was about to say I went there. But my undergraduate was at UC San Diego. And gosh, first job was Kentucky Fried Chicken, now called KFC. So I got the joy of counting out breasts and thighs and legs and wings. And yeah, I realized that that was a great way to get started, but I had other aspirations too. <laughs> As a person who waitressed this past summer, I think it's something that everyone should do because it teaches you humility and patience, but it's not for the faint of heart at all. <laughs> So branching off into a different subject here, what would be your five tips for success in life or just professionally? I know that was such a good question, Sid. I loved it because I came up with this little P5 mantra that I use in my career exploration class. So what a great chance to talk about those five Ps. So my first one is be fully present. I think a lot of times we get distracted. It's easy to be thinking about what's about to happen, especially when you're a student, like what kind of internship will I get and what job and will I get into grad school or to get sucked into ruminating about the past and think about maybe mistakes you made. And so so I work really hard to help students as we did with your group, with breathing, with being centered and just being in the moment because this is the only moment there is. So that's my first one. My second one is trust the process. And that's easier said than done because when you're in the process, there's so much uncertainty and you're not sure which direction to go, but just trusting that everything is going to work out. I love that mantra. I also like explore your path, which means that you get a chance to wander a little bit. You get a chance to try things. I always call your 20s. I think you're in your 20s now, Sid, aren't you? I just turned 19 about two and a half weeks ago. Okay. Well, next year you get to join the trying 20s, which is it feels trying and you're trying lots of things, but you got to explore that path. And then I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So my fourth P is just release the pressure valve. Like I said, deep breathing. Don't worry about what everyone else expects you to do. Follow the path that's right for you. And then just unleash your potential. Everyone at NC State has amazing potential. You have to believe in yourself and just allow that all to, I guess, unfurl. So those are my five tips. And I don't know if that makes sense to you or if there's any that resonate more than others. No. So I actually want to get back to that second one, which was trust the process. What are some of those major hurdles or trying times that you have had to overcome in your professional or personal life? Yeah, I know. I like getting into the struggles with people because life is not super calm waters. A lot of times the waves are choppy and it seems like you're going to drown. But 
my sink or swim mentality is let's keep on paddling because I haven't sunk and I don't think you will either. We're going to get through it. I think one of the biggest challenges and struggles I'm going to go into with you is just losing people that I love, including my parents and my sister. You know, we have a lot of relationships in our life and connections. And to me, that's one of the most important things about our journey on the planet is the people around us who we love and who love us. And then when they're not here anymore, you really realize that you have to be so grateful and so thankful. And so through that struggle of not having them physically here, but having them in my heart, I remember to cherish all the relationships I currently have and just not take them for granted. I think that also goes back to your first tip, which was be present. Because I think if you aren't present in this time when you have those people you love, it makes it a lot harder to really appreciate those relationships. Yeah, 100%. And it's like I said, it's so easy to just ruminate on mistakes and be anxious about what might happen next. And that in the many decades I've been on the planet longer than you, I kind of have gotten to the place where I just don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to waste any time. Alrighty. And then what is the most important thing you've learned along the way? That is a great one. I'm going to go with be authentic and just not try to be someone that other people expect you to be or worry about other people's perceptions of you, but really like understand who you are and take time to realize what gets you super livened up and excited and pay attention to when time flies by because that's what energizes you the most in your authentic self. And when you're feeling really drained, because I don't know, I'm going to throw a question back at you, Sid, but is there like a class in particular that you've ever taken at NC State where you just felt super drained? (laughs) Yes, it was specifically my meteorology class. And that's what made me realize that I needed to change majors. Because if I wasn't excited to go to a class for my major, I shouldn't be in that major. Yeah, that's such a good example. So a lot of times, you know, you might have been like, oh, I'm in this major. And then you experience it and you think, gosh, I am not, I'm just feeling like time will never end in this class, in the meteorology class. And for you, that was a little nudge to maybe get out of that and switch over to something that's more suited for you. And that's kind of the whole explore your path piece. So whenever I talk about being authentic, it's really almost like putting your hand on your own pulse and going, okay, how am I feeling when I'm doing this? I know there's going to be some parts of every job that aren't going to be amazing. And I don't love everything. And, you know, for me, like, doing spreadsheets is not what pumps me up in the morning, but sometimes that's like a piece of the job. Also, I love to surround myself with people that are good at things that I'm not good at. So that also makes a little bit of a difference. But if I am looking forward to something, if when I'm doing it, I'm feeling like the time is just zooming, then that's like my authentic self. And I don't have to try and do something that isn't real for me. And I guess in the pandemic too, it made us all look at that again, you know, because like you said, my title is professional development director and it sounds super formal. Like, does that mean you wear, you know, high heels and a blazer? No, that might be what I wear sometimes. Honestly, I never wear high heels, but back in the day, I got that t-shirt like I'm wearing high heels because that's what women are supposed to do. And now I'm like, uh, pretty much wearing kicks 
all day and that is comfortable and that is the authentic me. And so what professionalism to me has really morphed into is being authentic and living your authentic life. And so I guess that's what I think about when you say the most important thing I've learned along the way, because I've gone through times too, where I've just like, well, I have to do something that everyone else approves of. And oh, that person didn't like me or whatever the negative vibes are. And I think that's part of the journey of just getting comfortable in your own skin. I think that is something that a lot of people realize coming into college too, is that you get a blank slate here. You can start fresh and be a person that you actually want to be. Because I feel like in high school, you get very wrapped up in, oh, this is what everyone else expects me to be. And then you get to college and you realize, oh, I know nobody here. I can start fresh and be that person that I want to be. Yeah. And that's part of one of the things I love about the job that I have is because when students come into my classroom, you know, I can almost see them take their armor off and not feel like they have to be playing some kind of role where it is fake, but it's more, oh, I can be myself here. I'm welcomed here. I feel like I belong here. And that's also what I try to help students find when they transition to the work world, because with diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging being such an important part of our culture, we never used to talk about that. Like 10 years ago, we never used to talk about, well, is your authentic self accepted in your work environment? People were kind of like, well, you just have to morph into our corporate environment. And honestly, a lot of that is the patriarchy saying we're white men and please do things the way that we do. And now people can come to work with their multiple piercings and their tattoos and all the things that really make them special. And if they don't feel like that's the right atmosphere for them, then they go to a different company. I think especially the Career Development Center has done a great job with that because you see people all different races from all different walks of life and you get to see those people all in a collaborative space together. And I think for me, especially having actually worked in the office this year as a communications intern, that that has been awesome to see. Yeah, I know. I, I've loved having the chance to watch your journey too, just in the brief year that we've gotten to know each other. And part of that was COVID. So it was kind of a bummer because we couldn't actually connect the way we normally do. But to evolve, to just be, like I said, the exploring the path part is scary. And there's a lot of fear there. And there's a lot of what if I fail is what I hear a lot from students. But I failed so many times. I mean, I don't know if anyone listening to this can say I've never been rejected. And if you can say that, I might be like, hmm, you might need to put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit more because the times when I haven't gotten picked for a job, and I'll, I'll tell you a little story about that in a second, I learned the most about myself ever. So this last year, I got to a place where I've been at NC State for 30 years. And that sounds crazy because I literally feel like I got here yesterday. But I'm at this point now where I could take my pension, which is one of these things that some state government places give you. Not a lot of industries give you, but I'm kind of fortunate that I could leave with half my salary and go some, do something totally different and double dip, so to speak. And so I said, well, I guess I should do that, right? Because 30 years have gone by. And so I applied for a couple of jobs and got the offers to do what would be what my boss does now at another university out on the West Coast and one in North Carolina here. And honestly, Sid, when I got those two offers, I really had to stop and say, 
well, why am I trying to get this next level? Is it just because it's the next thing to do and I think I should do it? Is it because of the money? And I went back and said, I would not like this job at all. A, it's all the things I don't enjoy. It's like babysitting staff and politicking for money. And my wonderful mentor, Andy Sepperly, said that to me. He was like, Marcy, why are you trying to get these other jobs? And I was like, it's actually not even about the money either. I realize the job I have now is still keeping me super vibrant. And every year is different and I get to learn new things. Like this year, we're trying a brand new resume applicant tracking system, which I know you get to test out here soon. And that's a super exciting challenge. So I almost feel like I needed someone to say to me, hey, you're worthy of this. And for me to go no and feel good about my journey and be happy where I am. And that kind of ties it all back into that authenticity. And sort of a departure here, but the last thing I wanted to ask you was if you could tell us your mantra and then dissect it for us and kind of tell us what it means to you. Yeah. So I think one of the things that I talk about as far as what I do in my professional life as a mantra is devote my life to helping other people figure out what to devote their lives to. So when you think about your job, it's typically a third of your waking hours are at work. So that's a big part of your life. And if you're doing something that sucks the life out of you and is soul destroying, you're going to be a really unhappy person. And so what I get to do energizes me and and when I'm helping people like you figure out the next step, taking off the pressure valve, I had to go back to it for a second, Sid, because it's like, well, what if I don't know the job I'm going to get in five years? And maybe you're feeling that way now. I'll say to you, that job probably doesn't even exist yet because millions of jobs that will exist in five years will be created and they're not even here yet. We don't even know what they're going to be. So devote your life to something that lights you up is kind of what I think about as my mantra. And yeah, that's, that's my answer to that one. I love that question. All right. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. Thank you. Thank you.